0: Theme song for the gear podcast. Nah, Uncle Leon, how you going, buddy?
1: Bloody awesome, mate! It's getting to that time of year, isn't it, Troy? You feeling festive? Best day, of my, best day of my life. It's just every day's the best day of your life. One upping yourself life. every day. Yep. Every day is a new day.
0: I'm back in the scrunchies now. Finally found a bunch of them. So there you go.
1: That's awesome. So Would you, you have... say, Troy, that every day is a new day? Uh, you're grateful for every breath you take.
0: <laughs> yes, I would say that. I have not Do you feel alive <laughs> for the very first time? <laughs> and I don't think I could fly.
1: Da 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 da. Do you remember Man, that music POD? Do you remember like... the music video for that one? Um, yeah, it was like surfing yeah. and a car crash. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I I remember being in must have been like Indonesian class year ten. <laughs> And I pulled out a, someone gave me like a Sonic the Hedgehog, like disc. It was for some game system. I don't remember what it was. It was, but it might've been like something weird, like Sonic on Xbox or something. I pulled this disc out and this girl from like three tables over saw the disc and was like, Oh, is that the POD CD? It's like, no, this is Sonic the Hedgehog. What are you talking about? It's like. I, I was, like, thinking at the time, like, I don't listen to lame music like P.O.D. I listen to Puddle of Mud. Yeah.
1: P.O.M. Which also,
0: yeah, which I have unironically been listening to again, like, a week ago. Because I was like, oh, man, I, I used to smash this album in
1: 2000. So, who was in Puddle of Mud? That wasn't Wes Scantlin, was it?
0: No, that was Puddle of Mud. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was Puddle
1: of Mud. Yeah. And guitar player from P.O.D., Marcus Curiel. Or is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, oi, when I think of Rectos, Pod is one band that I think of as like, yeah, that's that's the sound. Like, that's mm. the Recto sound. Just like drop D, jug, 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 jug.
0: I I don't remember listening to them that much. Like, even post everything, you know, like getting into like that sort of rock music. Uh, I remember. Well, there was definitely a, a, a moment where,
1: right, yeah, well, there was definitely a moment we listened to them, um, and they were good. You know, yeah, I was were, like, ah. You know, that was a moment when I was like, ah, they're not a rock band. They're doing, they're trying to do hip hop with like rock instrumentation rather than the other way around. Again, tying back into our rap rock discussion, that's just really the actual theme of this podcast, the <laughs> new metal podcast. Um, it's not so, a rap rock band. It'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, we're both great rappers. So, you know, we'll in all be-
0: seriousness, don't do, it, don't do it, Leon, but I got to tell everybody listening. If you get Leon on the right day, he will (laughs) rap for you and it will be amazing. I've just seen him freestyle. Like we used to sit around at the studio like four o'clock in the morning and after like a big night of eating Chinese food and and that's not like a euphemism, we're just eating Chinese food and hanging out. And then Leon is just like in a mood and he just starts rapping about something. It's amazing. I wish I had some of it recorded. but
1: It's Aussie hip hop, really. That's yeah. what it is. It's Aussie hip-hop. So if you like your hilltop hoods, yep. hit me up. I'm available for sessions as a guest MC. Uh, mate, you wanted to tie up a loose end from the last pod on noise and the saga of noise. So yeah, I feel like around the time I uploaded that podcast to the podcast host, I got a message from you when you were like, I think I got it. So what was it?
0: Uh, it's a lot of things. I think I, I also... <laughs> Well, I also found that some of my rant uh, was in regards to, oh, why is it less noisy here and it doesn't sound the same there? There's a dodgy cable, like one. Well, one, As in one of the I haven't isolated this down further, but I absolutely have one cable that doesn't work properly. It's one of the Megami Neutrik cables that I made a few weeks ago, and I see. It. I don't know if it's a dry solder joint or whatever, but. It's just, it passes signal, but it seems to be quieter than the others. I don't know how or why that happens, but it is. It's something about it's real janky. So I eliminated that and then things were not quite as bad. Um, So yeah, bad testing situations, just assuming things are okay when they're not. Um, I did go through a a massive uh, few days or a few hours and a few days of testing running this amp really loud and trying to, trying to get the noise and stuff to work. And I, yeah, I had some success and I had some not success because I also have this other pedal board that I was building for someone that had a bit of weird noise and oscillation and high frequency weird stuff. Right. That one I fixed by actually the solution that I used uh, something that I tried on my, my guitar rig which is that I got, got a reading as I do and I, I went and bought some isolation transformers from um, I bought the... Oh, have I got it on the desk here? Um, I bought the um, EBTech or the Morley hum eliminator.
1: Yes, um, yes, yes.
0: Where is it? Oh, it's over there somewhere. So I bought one of those, and I bought an ART one as well because it was a bit cheaper. And I thought I'll just AB them and see how they sound, or if there is a sonic difference. But that did remove some noise in certain parts of the signal. But I, it was weird. I, for some reason, putting it in line between like the amp switcher and the amp, like it didn't pass signal. I'm not really certain why that was. Interesting. Yeah, there was some weird stuff there but aside from that the pedal board that i that i built and then also had a bit of weird noise um the the weird high frequency oscillations and all that sort of stuff that disappeared by putting the isolation transformer in line no, so there you go i you know the, i had the board it's got some real cool drive pedals on it and then a hx stomp on it and i just like i pulled every like uh, pedal out cable out one at a time to try and find out what was going on. And it turned out the line six was causing issues and um, yeah, I tried a lot of different stuff and thankfully I had the, the Hummel there and I just plugged him in and all of a sudden that problem disappeared. So um, I, the reason I thought of that is on the, it was either Jason's uh, live stream headfirst Jason, or it was on a tone talk or both of them. Yep. Definitely Dave Friedman was involved, um, but there was a, uh, discussion about the HX stomp slash the HX effects and how the outputs on them are like just kind of like people. I think it was partly in relation to people running it for cable method and there just being like a lot of ground loops and a lot of work stuff so yeah I tried the isolation transformer worked so that's awesome um, I ended up ordering a Palmer one for the this uh, particular board because yep. it's a bit small like the, the a Hum Eliminator is like a stereo one um, but it's like top mounted jacks which is okay. Like, I could get it under the board, but the Palmer one's, like, a bit more, like, this size. This is my yeah for everyone that can't see. So, uh, I think that'll work a little bit better. So, hopefully, that solves the problem. <clears throat> um, but interesting. Like, noise. Uh, what an odyssey. I wish I had more time to really, like, really uh, go down every conceivable rabbit hole, but I just haven't...
1: You can uh, see why people pay the big bucks to have Friedman or L.A. Sound Design or, you know, someone yeah. build their rig, because... You just plug in and then it's done?
0: Yeah. It doesn't, they deal like, with this? All this stuff doesn't feel like it should be that difficult, but like every piece of gear has got its own quirk. Like, do you remember we were talking to Torrin ages ago? Um, he was talking about like, or maybe it was just to me. I can't remember, but he was talking about how of his guitar preamps, like one of them has a, an unbuffered or a buffered like output on it. Or was, there's something weird or like it feeds directly to the tube or something. But I think it, was a, it, it didn't have a buffer on it. Yeah, that was a problem. But what that meant was like plugging in certain power amps meant it didn't sound right. So he had yes. to like, and there was like a few situations that he found where like, yeah, you know, one piece of gear doesn't have the one thing on it and therefore it causes, causes some issues. And um, yeah, man, like that's the thing, like your Dave Freeman's when you've got the like encyclopedic knowledge in your brain to pull out like, oh, it's that version of that pedal. Well, these things didn't have this thing in it and therefore you need to do this to solve it. You can't like go to school for that. And you can't even like you can read some forum posts, but it just takes significant time, like trying stuff out and (laughs) yeah, uh, encountering weird problems. Like you just need to suffer through it. Yeah, man. Like I put this board together with the knowledge that I had that it should have been completely fine, and it wasn't. I put this rack together with the knowledge that I've had in the past, and everything should be hunky dory and have issues, and then you know it takes you a day to solve the problem, and then hopefully it's stored in your brain forever and ever. But
1: yeah. And you pull it out those two out. or three times over the next six decades that you need it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I'm probably, uh, cause we're getting close to Christmas now, which we'll talk about our topic for today in a second. But um, once I finish up a couple of singles and uh, get through a bit of work, um, I'm going to take Christmas to new years off. I'm not going to come in. And then the first week of Jan and maybe a little bit after that, um, hopefully I'll have some time in the studio to myself. I might rejigger a few things around and rewire some stuff and, yeah, start 2024, you know, new studio, new me. And, uh,
1: and you'll and feel alive.
0: <laughs> for the very first time. Anyway, enough about me, Uncle Leon. How are you feeling, mate? What's been happening?
1: Good, mate. It's, you know, warm weather, going for swims, going to the gym, practicing, winding up most of my teaching for the year. I've still got a few online students and stuff like that. But, yeah, can't complain. It's getting to that, getting to that festive time of the year, isn't it?
0: Sure is. You're going to come around on uh, Christmas Eve, mate? Watch Bloody Christmas oath.
1: Man, Why I've been would so I many not Christmas movies? It's been yep. so bad.
0: We watched this one called um man what was it called? It had Emma is, Roberts in it.
1: Is this it just the great. like you're going through that generic Hallmark trash on Netflix or whatever it is?
0: Trying to, yeah, anything like anything possible. Just ro- romantic comedies. It's, everyone's got a dead dad or a dead mum or something. Yeah. Like every character every in every movie and that's something that they're trying to come to terms with is the fact they've got this dead parent and that's meant so much of them with Christmas etc. So yeah, I think we've watched five in the last week. Uh, right. It, we're trying to do one a night uh, after the kids go to bed. Cause man, I can like put that on and then just jump on the phone and and look at you know whatever. Like I can look at buffers for example, yep. or I can look at isolation transformers, and and I don't feel like I'm missing something.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it's good. Uh, we watched Bad Santa because Speth had never seen it, and oh, yeah, I hadn't Bad seen Santa it since Santa. I was about fifteen. Yeah, it's it's a movie for boys, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. It's, I remember, it's, there's some, yeah. man, there's some bits.
0: The one thing I remember most about that movie was Lauren Graham from Gilmore, uh-huh, obviously. Uh-huh. But I remember I used to stay up really late and watch Letterman on TV. Oh, yeah. on a, this is like when I was in high school and it was on weekends too. Like Fridays and Saturdays, I was allowed to stay up until two o'clock in the morning, which is when those things were uh, on. And Lauren Graham was like the guest one night. But I just have this really vivid memory of, you know, they come out. It's like we then that person. Oh, Lauren Graham. And then they do the little walk out the thing, and then they come yep. onto the stage. And oh, hello! She just had the most sour face, the most like, I don't want to be here face, like no emotion, no feeling. And then stepped into the lights, and it was just ah, like personality and charisma, like coming out the wahoo. It's just, it just—it was so weird. But this changed, like it was just immediate. Like she clearly didn't know you could see her face. So that's what I think of with bad Santa, because she was just industry.
1: psyching herself up.
0: She's just psyching herself up, yeah. But oh, uh, anyway, hey, do you like these um, new racks behind me? By the way, I've got. Um, they look
1: bloody great, mate.
0: Yeah, so I've got ten heads in these racks now, which is pretty cool. I've got to rewire the. Um, I've like the second one isn't all set up yet, but um, I'll get to that hopefully over Christmas. I'm going to order some cable. You buy some uh, Megami, mate?
1: Oh, I don't know. Do I? Well, let we'll let the uh, listeners and viewers decide. Yep. I'm pretty good for cables at the moment. Like, nah, nah. Yeah, now nah, you never are though, are you? <laughs>
0: No, I'll probably just order 50 meters or something of it. Yeah, um, I'm tempted to order 100 and then just have cable for the next like couple of years for whenever I need it. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, mate. Enough about me.
1: Yeah. Um, no, let's talk about the best gear of the year that we tried, and with that, a theme change. <laughs> yeah, you're like this. You're like that. this, mate. It. If you're not let's, watching on
0: YouTube, you you got to get on this.
1: Let's do a blast through. I want, to, I want to kind of settle on a like maybe five things each, top 10-ish, you know, more a cracked list than a BuzzFeed list, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> may cracked rest in peace. But yeah, then we'll find I, ourselves. Yeah, I life. had a massive look through stuff I reviewed this year and it's colossal and gigantic. And like there's some stuff that I thought came out a few years ago that came out in like March this year. And I was like, oh. Okay, so this is going to be quite difficult to nail down. But, you know, we can talk about stuff that's new to us and then mm-hmm. stuff that was sort of new. So maybe let's do the new to us. What? Give me like one guitar, one amp, microphone, plug-in and pedal that you mm-hmm. got this year. You know, it can be anything that you were just psyched about.
0: All right, well, let's start with the amp because I think it was the first thing I bought this year. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, okay. We'll start with the amp, which is my Synergy Syn30, which I think you can yeah, see yeah. The, right behind my ear there. So that was the that one right there. Oh my god, I can't do that there. That one right there. There you go. Uh, Synergy Syn30 with a Bogner Ecstasy uh, preamp, and um, very excited to get that because end of last year I was going through a bit of a bit of a thing, a power amp thing, because I tried a bunch of different power amps that I had available to me in um, you know a Marshall Valve State thing. It's uh, an old ADA power amps, yeah. And yeah. Um, and it was funny because I, I tried the synergy. I, I liked that, like I liked the Sin One, and I'd like the Deliverance and stuff. But uh, it didn't. I don't know. It was it was cool. It was just cool. And um, anyway, I tried it through a little um, Marshall DSL40 combo that was in right. the studio, and I was like, man, like plugged into the effects return of that, it sounded like a million bucks. And that amp, unfortunately, because of the, I think it's got a parallel effect slip instead of a series, so you can't do the, the thing, yeah. the actual channel with that amp, which is a shame. But anyway, it got, it just got me thinking about power amps and, um, and getting slightly more portable situations to use for gigs, because you know I've been on going direct for a while. Direct is cool. Um, it's just some of the smaller gigs, it actually would be easier to have some like fold back on stage with the band as well as like being yeah, in yeah. The room. So anyway, I've been, I've, been into, I've been in AMP territory and yeah, the, the Synergy Syn 30 kind of gave me everything I needed. So it's obviously a slot for a module, which will be two channels, has a clean channel on it. It's relatively small, 30 watts, um, really good. So yeah, I think I got that in January and um, I've done quite a few gigs with it. I've done quite a few sessions with it and probably uh, maybe, maybe up until about three or four months ago, I was playing it just in the studio a lot because it sounds great. And, uh, and I was actually using it even just for the clean sound, like the, mm. the clean channel in it I think is really not very exciting, but it's, it's really usable. So, yeah, I like that thing a lot.
1: And are you using, um, mostly using the deliverance module with it for gigs?
0: Yeah, I think it, uh, I tried the Bogner, and that was okay. Um, it just wasn't quite like tr- uh, this. I guess like the sort of gigs that I need to do with it, they're not um, – There's just too much gain in the Bogner, basically, to give me the tone that I need, or that I want for it. I need something that's going to cover, like, you know, low gain to overdrive, and Bogner is a bit too searing, Uh, like the high gain channel on it. Even like swapping to, I don't know, like I don't know know what your thoughts are on this, but like if you've got a three-channel head, so channel one is your clean, channel two is your like, you know, rhythm sound, channel three is your lead sound. I kind of don't like the channel three being. Like a different thing, it's it always feels like the jump between like the two and three is too vast, and I get this like and particularly if I'm doing like a clean sort of thing and then I go to my channel three with like shitloads of gain on it, the balance of the tone just feels really off. So yeah, anyway, the Bogner to me was like a bit too too gainy um, for the gigs I needed to do. The Deliverance I could dial it in a little bit more matched because um, I think that the two channels are just identical basically, so that works really well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of amps with three channels and multi things, I'll throw the Soldano Astro in there, which Ooh. only just came out, but I've had I've had it here for a little while now. And yeah, it's I guess kinda like the Sin30 in that the clean channel's basic. It's got a tone control on it though, which is good, and a bright yep. switch. So the clean's really good. And then you've got two channels and you can assign one of three gain modes to each channel. So it's like shared EQ, but then each channel has its own gain and volume. So you could set it up. So it's like clean channel on one and then, you know, use the purple mode on both of channel two and three and just literally change the amount of gain and volume. So sort of like you could have it the same character if you wanted to, just one's louder with more gain. So I like that. And it's got, you know, it's got a power amp sim and IRs in it. So you can just go DI out from it. Yeah. Um, it's small. It's light. It's pretty sick. Uh, is it twenty yeah. or thirty watts? Twenty watts.
0: Yeah, it looks it looks really good, man. Um, I'd like to try it. Uh, yeah, time. it'd be interesting, interesting to put it in Australia.
1: So, uh, so the list price, I think, in the US is uh, two thousand US. And okay, for so reference, and a half here, right. yeah, so for reference, an SLO thirty is three grand, I think. So okay. you know, it's yeah, it's proper money, but also compared to. Yeah you're getting a Soldano that is gigable. I know some people when it came out, they're like, oh, it's not 50 or 100 watts. I don't like it. It's like, yeah, but, you know, you run it into a cab and you listen to the cab on stage and you just take the DI output and you're done. And the effects loop's like way better than the effects loop on my hot rod. And the purple mode sounds a lot like the uh, overdrive mode on the hot rod. So, yeah, and it's got like a low gain, sort of like the green mode is just for the clean channel, but then there's this blue mode. For the gain channels, which is great. It's just like very marshally. Um, mm-hmm. I was chatting to a friend of the podcast, Michael Nielsen, about it. And uh, yeah, we both were like, yeah, the blue mode's surprisingly really, really good. Okay.
0: I think I watched both of your videos on that, but maybe I just was, I might have been half asleep when I was doing it. So I apologize yeah. for that.
1: No, it's, um, it's killer, man. It's like a really, it's <laughs> one of those things where you have the, I'd put the Friedman IRX in that category, even though it's not an amp. But you know, it's an app replacement thing, kind of similar to the Synergy thing as well. Uh again, there's knobs, there's IRs. You don't have to think too hard. It sounds really good. So yeah, either of those, I like I like the Astro cause Soldano and I kinda like that sound a little yeah. bit more. But the IRX is is great as well. So that'd I be the first so. thing that comes to mind for Yeah.
0: The IRX, I think from what in one of the um yeah, the Dave streams that I watched. Um, I think he was saying that and the Freeman B E Deluxe Synergy module are basically the exact same thing.
1: Ah, so interesting. Different. I That's kind of cool. I
0: think they've got a couple of different features, but essentially they're the same. Which is not surprising because I did see a like well, you you can see what a Synergy module looks like as soon as you take the yeah. thing out. There was a like internal gut shot that I saw of the IRX, like not long after it came out, and I was like, man, that looks similar. Like I, I just yeah. kind of the. I'm not sure what it was on it, or I just kind of went. Man, it sort of reminds me of a Synjy module. So, and of course, like it's, there probably wouldn't be that much difference in size, just like the IRX. That's on my list of things to try out. I think that's a really cool unit. Like, there's a couple of pedals in that category that came out this year that we, we've spoke about them. I've spoken about them over the course of the year, and they're definitely on my list to try out slash buy because I think they'll just tick some boxes. So, yeah, yeah, that um, that's probably top because is it like knobs? The IR thing is just like. I just I hope this is the the point when people just start throwing IR loaders and everything. You know, yeah, just do it. <laughs> I, wish that, I wish the synergy had that. Like, uh, they're teasing something is going to change, and I'm not sure what that's going to be. If it's IR, it's like for cabinets or for power amps. I'm not sure.
1: But, Man, um, if they just do a Sin Two or a Sin One that has the power amp sim and IR loader from the IRX, it'll massively. That'll be a massive ease of use thing on there because the analog cab sims are analog cab sims they're fine it's but... actually good i mean yeah it's like,
0: it is it's not anything anything to write home about but i've used it uh, for gigs a few times and it was great like you uh for, and using it for ears as well as just going for, like to to pump up the sound a bit for front house like it's actually very very usable but yeah the ir thing like if you're gonna do a like a recording just man like to have that sitting on your desktop and then change between like a million different modules like bam 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 what
1: a great idea. It's, like that no, that's a million dollar idea you're sitting on there, Troy. So, yeah, that let, let's obviously then the other. I know we're going to do one and one of amps, but I think the best amp that I tried this year and it had the coolest features and just sort of everything. And I'm sure you'll be in the agreement. DSL. No, I'm,
0: kidding. I'm
1: kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, what's it called? The PV Bandit reissue that never came. <laughs> The head first outer, like, yeah. that's the beast. That's, the first that's King that we of the discussed,
0: Hill. The first thing we discussed on this podcast when we kicked off. Ah, there the you go. Was, so
1: so people like, can go and watch my video or Jason's videos. But, yeah, it's so good.
0: It's so good. We, um, well, yeah, because you remember we the first time we recorded, I'm pretty sure it was the first time we recorded a podcast, the only one I believe we did in person. Um, yeah, right. Where we, where we shot it at the studio studio here. And I think we had that behind us because you'd come yep. around. And we were just having a bit of a playthrough with it. But it was wicked, man. It just, it's kind of everything you want Um, from a clean sound, from a dirty sound, from all the features. It's like, man, he did such a great job with that amp. And Jason is such a legend too. So, I mean, yeah, I'm very glad. He's getting some recognition. I think he definitely deserves it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's got MIDI, you can Jose mod it, the bright cap, all that stuff is switchable on there with MIDI, which is... Absolutely brilliant, and uh, that sounds as well. I mean, it's got that kind of you know, its own take on the modded Marshall thing, and it was fucking loud like yeah. proper, proper 100 watt kill things if you're too close to it loud out of a cab. Hey,
0: yeah, but also not so ridiculously heavy, if I remember correctly. It yeah, wasn't like a diesel VH4 sort of, yeah, like, yeah, weight and size. So yeah, or even like a Marshall. I think it was smaller than a Marshall headshell. So it's like, man, it's so good. That's on the list. That's on the extended. Not even the extended. That's on the short list of when I'm ready to buy another amp, um, Jason's getting the phone call, you know?
1: Yeah. I'll also so. give a shout out to Achilles amps. I tried their Argos. Oh, yeah. their, one's sort of like more a JTM 45. One's more like a 50-watt Plexi. And they were really, really good as well. And like, you know the extra little options on there, you know, the bright cap options, and you can defeat the tone stack in there, which was kind of cool. It had some, and the build quality was just insane. I really want to try. They've got a Fender Deluxe style yeah. amp and then a Vibroverb style amp um, that I, yeah, they've got some in stock here at Mega, I think. So I need to find a time to go down and right. grab them. But yeah. yeah they're, I, they're
0: kind of not uncommon, which is cool
1: um yeah I, yeah I think they've
0: got them at the rock Inn, maybe just down the road from here from my place
1: yeah yeah um, um yeah i'm really keen to try the deluxe as well because i thought about getting a head shell for my deluxe um oh, yeah. and then yeah i was messaging labros at achilles and i was like you could make something like this right and he was like i could but then i could also just make you a head so you know why just get the head shell so that might be something in the why, new year that... Buy
0: the cow we can get the milk for free
1: <laughs> <I don't> Why <know. laughs> buy the? Hang on, let's. I don't know how that one goes. So yeah, I reckon that kind of. Oh, and Synergy put out the sixty five hundred five module, which is a really good fifty one fifty tone as well. Like, yeah, I didn't try that much in the new amp category, but I feel like everything I tried was really fucking good.
0: Yeah, in terms of amps, like I've I've serviced like five or six of my amps this year, which mm. has been awesome. Um, everything everything you see behind you is functional now which was not the case earlier this year and in fact it's not been the case for several years where you know it may have been okay and i may have been able to use it but was it actually operational at 100 percent? probably not so i mean the top of the pile of my amps my thumb is on there right now is the uh headfirst modded marshall
1: oh yeah and you've got your marshall sorted out and modded as well that's like that's actually the best amp i played all year period that thing is done uh, that's the best
0: Uh, like I, I, you, I was playing it last week as I was trying to get some noise, and you just, I just got distracted of like just ripping licks. It was wicked. It's so much fun to play. Um, I still don't know if I'll, I'll take it out for a gig, just because I like to. Like it's, oh, it's pretty beaten up. I probably need to put some dents in it. I just can't. There's just no gigs that it's um, appropriate yeah. to take to. Um, exactly. We do, are we doing the hen, by the way? And is that locked Yeah, out? I think so. Cool. I'll take it to the hen. We'll, um, yeah, that'll
1: be it. appropriate for that gig for a duo acoustic duo, game. just put it but on um, the other side of the field
0: yeah and it might be almost uh okay uh not too loud but anyway i've i've been lucky because i've been using that amp for everything it's been like the go-to amp um for every session every track i've tried um in fact oh yeah the four the that and the, the in fact four amps in a row starting with the mess yeah oh, the why can't i do this the dual rectifier got completely retubed. That's sounding better than it ever has. So thank you, Etric, for that. Dave Fife did the uh, 5150. Oh my God, that way. The 5150, <laughs> that's all uh, good to go now because I had a broken presence pot. That tried that yesterday. That sounded great. Um, the matchless has been, the, the, the Chariotone matchless DC30 clone has been a revelation. That's been used on everything because just great sounding amp and then the head first. So like, yeah. And the AC30, which is also in there somewhere. Um, that's that's all operational again. So um, it's just been awesome, man. Like having having your gear work and just falling in love with the amps again
1: and I've been watching all of Lyle uh psionic audio's AC thirty restorations and yeah, it's been so nice. Like just yep. it's like look, he obviously does amazing work, but uh like his voice is so pleasant to listen to, you know? Yeah. Just I him really servicing liked- an app and talking through it, it's just like this is this is really enjoyable.
0: And like let me recommend his uh, uh live stream with jason because that was really awesome he's he's a really yep. he seems like a really cool guy so um i liked that one a lot uh so yeah in terms of amps man like other amps i think that pretty much cuts it for me i've, I've been super yeah. lucky to try a lot of stuff this year and have a lot of stuff working so
1: so you got amps you need things to put into amps we should just cut straight to the chase and talk about guitars oh, yeah, yeah exactly
0: um yeah well I, I guess the um, for me guitar wise there's only been one that's kind of come into my life a little bit and that's my 335 which um it was being it got um it got plagued and it got refretted and everything earlier this year tim at um williams guitars who does the best work and um in fact i had yeah you know, i had my students here yesterday and one of them grabbed that guitar and was like this is the best guitar i've ever played I'm like oh, yeah I know, it's great it's no really his stuff's guitar. amazing um the in fact right before we started this podcast today the original owner of that guitar just happened to pop in yep. and he said good day to to Leon before he wanted to go get some lunch but um that guitar is wicked man like you know you've you've played it it's uh, well, you have played it haven't you yeah yeah um i've been using that quite a bit um i don't know if i like gigging with it so much for the rock thing just cuz yep. i'm i'm not as comfortable on it for that but in and using it in the studio and just playing it has been really, really great, man. I've just, I've needed a 335. Like, I didn't want to get a, a knockoff. It was just, yeah, nice to get a real one. Yeah, yeah. So, but otherwise, I've had guitars on the list to buy, but um, I probably bought a couple more guitars last year. This year, it's pretty much all about that one. So what about you, yep.
1: mate? Mate, people who are tuning in know exactly what it is. Like, it's, it's the best guitar I own, the DGT that I have. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that just goes without saying. The end, move along. The SE DGT. I think is actually for a like value proposition and in terms of what they were able to achieve with that guitar probably the best piece of gear that I think was released in 2023. Um cool. Yeah, it's really good, man. Although I have the SE Swampash Special here as well. Um borrowing one at the moment. That is also really really good and it makes me want to get a Bolt-on neck PRS. <laughs> Um, it's just a, a different vibe. Like, I think yeah. I want to get a CE24 now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, had a bit of a hard one for those the last maybe two years. They come up as well. <laughs> there was a per, like reddish purplish one for about two and a half grand a week or two ago.
1: I saw that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: been up for sale a couple of times.
1: um, um John Brown, a, John Brown, we, you know, his influence comes upon us all. He's got a CE24 and he makes me want one.
0: There you go. Um, yeah, I was going to say there was a black swamp ash hanging around Perth for years. Man, like, right? I, I reckon everybody—not uh, everybody—but if you if you if you're in Perth, and you know who you know who you are. You've had that guitar. It's just yeah. come
1: around. Did Brennan um, have it?
0: I, maybe.
1: I feel like he, he did. Yeah. He yeah. might
0: listen to this and tell us. But I reckon it went around. It, it was a cool looking guitar. I, I sort of, yeah. I'm a bit like I have a threshold of what I'm willing to just drop money on willy-nilly and it's about yeah. $1,500. So anything above I, that, i really think about it.
1: I'm um, with you, man. I'm yeah, with you. It's... it's sort of like, unless it's, you know, oh, there's an like original JCM 800 or a Boogie Mark series or like something like that. It's, you know, it's, there's certain things, but yeah, the the novelty aspect of it. But yeah, the yeah. SEDGT comes in, at that price point, basically, and, yep. you know, I've spoken about it before, but it's like the neck is, it is different to the core that I've got. Like the core is a slightly slimmer, less wide neck. Yep. Um, the SEDGT actually feels a whole lot like my McCarty, but it's got big frets. The pickups sound great. The playability is awesome. I had to tweak one thing on it, um, which was just the, and it was actually really easy. The saddle height on the D string, I was like, oh, it's the nut is not cut properly. But uh actually I just lowered the saddle height and the D string and it's kind of fixed it up and intoned it and yeah, gigged it already and it's amazing. Um, and the Swamp Ash, it's actually probably the fit and finish on it is probably even better than that one, but they don't feel like they don't feel like and you could argue that they're not cheap guitars anymore, but like they don't have that thing that like the really early S E stuff or that like a lot of Epiphones have where it's like plasticky.
0: Plasticky, I was gonna say, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's like... Something
0: in the lacquer, I guess. I don't know. It feels, it just feels like a toy.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the Swampash has a matte finish maple neck, which is sick. It feels so nice. So, yeah, I think they're absolutely smashing it. And the other one, which is pretty cool, uh, I mean, I had the guitar previously, but then I sent it back and they refurbished it. So it's basically like a new guitar. It's a Rubato Lassie, which yeah, I've done some right. videos with. I've gigged that quite a bit and uh, like, yeah, you know, put it in a gig bag and flown with it, and it's arrived perfectly in tune, so it's kind of indestructible and um yeah we've got we've already got some flight stuff uh for the first couple of months next year that we're doing. so it's just nice knowing I can just chuck that in a case and I'm sorted like it takes the the very slight amount of anxiety out of flying with a with a wooden guitar hmm. and it sounds great hat? and it's so easy to play.
0: The, would you rather have the Roboto Lassie or
1: the equivalent cash in Mango Lassies? Oh, mate. The equivalent cash in Mango Lassies is...
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, well, sorry. Amount of la- Mango Lassies, not cash.
1: I feel like you could have a bath in that many Mango Lassies. You could. I'm and, beginning. you know, that would, that would rejuvenate you. And, you know, maybe you'd have to have a few trips to the doctor, you know, a few weeks afterwards with certain things in certain places. But... Yeah. You know
0: people have milk baths or like they don't have it for fun necessarily but people will have a, a, a milk bath. Yeah, would you, like have a, would you have a sip of that milk if you've been sitting in it? Or let me, let me rephrase it. How long <laughs> past you sitting in the bath of milk? Let's just assume it's a cold room. So the
1: milk is still okay. cold. The milk's still cold.
0: One minute. Uh, Are you drinking that milk or not?
1: I, I don't think if I've sat in it, I want to drink the milk.
0: Okay. You've, you know? You've had a shower before the milk bath. One minute.
1: Mate, I'm a very, very hairy. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Make it five grand. Five grand and and then also delete this conversation from the internet and I'll think about it. (laughs) What about for you? Two hundred bucks?
0: Yeah, go on. Two hundred bucks to drink some milk after a minute. That's fine.
1: (laughs) A teaspoon of milk. I mean that's it's a pretty good deal, isn't it? That's
0: a good deal, you know. You're a very, you're a hygienic man, Leon. You're not a stinky man, so, you know. You'd
1: be well, some, some, some would beg to differ, Troy. Depends on the time of day. But uh, let's move right along from this very wholesome discussion. <laughs> Tune into OnlyFans.com if you want to buy some of Troy's bath milk coming up. Oh my That'll be funding yeah, the podcast.
0: Leon's subscriptions have just halved in the last, like, yeah. ten minutes.
1: That's great. Um, the other thing that's was super cool as well, and, again, I want to give them a shout-out, and I do a video coming with this, um, the Ulbrick noise reduction system. I put it in my Strat. Okay. It reduces noise in single-coil guitars, and they still sound like single-coil guitars. Were it was, you telling me about this or someone else? I was, yeah. We talked about it the pod before last or something That's like right, that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, you know, it fits in the cavity. It's non-intrusive, um, especially, like, playing here a lot of the time with a computer monitor, you know, Um Like, you just get a lot of noise through single coils. And I did a gig with Jada maybe the end of last year at Mojo's. Mm -hmm. And, man, it's like I couldn't play that guitar. It was just like every position on there was just... There was some issue in the room where it was just the worst buzz you've ever heard, which is a shame because that's like a keyboard player gig and um, strats work well with keyboard players. So I Blackmore played a Strat, kids. Uh, So, yeah, I'll give them a shout-out as well. That was pretty sick. And... Yeah, guitars, pedals. Let's keep going. Well, let's keep absolutely ploughing through this, mate. Because lots of stuff. Uh, I mean, you've got your James Lugo-approved pedalboard riser next to you, sure, which I think is pretty sure, yeah. rad.
0: Pretty happy with that. That was a really good idea. He didn't do. He doesn't do this exactly because I bought a. I bought a cart for it. This is an on. Onsta- uh, yeah. I wonder if I can lift it up, I kind of hurt my back today uh, putting my daughter in the car. So I'll see if I can. Lift them up. Oh yeah, it's, that's about as far as it's going to go. It's an onstage rolling rack um, with a, a rock board four point one, which fits perfectly nice. on the top on the top of it, and uh, and it's got like a place to hang your cables on the bot the bottom. So that's awesome, and uh, yeah, it's just awesome to have pedals when you do the, the stuff that I'm doing, where it's just. You know, you don't want to have to reach down to the ground to tweak something. You just want it, to yeah, exactly. Be and then it's like, oh, I don't want to deal with this thing anymore. I'll just roll it out of the way, no problem. It's um, yeah, it's it's good and easy. Um, but this this little board, it's a bit in pieces at the moment because I well, partly the noise on odyssey that I went on, I was trying to, yeah. to work out if anything was causing some noise. Um, but I've also got some other pedals to try out. So I, I probably I think I had it set up for five. I have set up for five or maybe six like pedals like a few drives and whatnot and i might have less than that just so i've got more spots to throw uh, things in to move around um so yeah man it's it's really convenient to have it i guess i've tried a few more pedals this year i don't know if i've really bought anything yet but um yeah you know, it's the we're at the end of the year um i've just i guess i'm like uh yeah lugo was pretty inspirational with some with some of this stuff um, not just that, but also tr- just trying out some of the Strymons, which, I mean, yeah. that's not new. Everyone knows about like Strymon Mobius and El Capistans and Flint's and stuff. But I don't know. I guess um, so much of that, of those effects, I like, I'm just used to adding them in Pro Tools. So I don't think about it. Yeah. And, and my brain doesn't go to effects when I play guitar. I'm, I'm a bit more just plug into an amp and then I'll just, I'll just play a song.
1: But um, it's a vibe, hey, like tracking yeah. with effects on, you know, and... It's, yeah, it's different.
0: It's it makes you play differently. Um, the the tone is different running into an amp than post an amp. Um, there's like a million reasons to do these things. There's also reasons not to do it. But yeah, uh, it's just I think the experimentation more than anything else has been interesting to me. It's like that that part of the journey. Yeah, I think I've been I've been I, I go on a lot of obsessions and different journeys, and so some stuff that everybody and the dog has done when they're like twenty, I just get to when i'm 35 so yeah
1: exactly um
0: so that's been really cool yeah and, and in terms of pedals like probably the the one that i'm most excited about is the um the mother load the uh, crazy tube, crazy tube circuits I've been yep. using that quite a bit for, for sessions and you know as i've been getting into muffs as well it's been really cool um bit of
1: a rat bit of a muff bit of a hybrid thing on there they do great stuff man like yep. they anytime they come out with a new pedal i'm always super impressed like they did that yep. high watt color sound. I saw that one yeah Yeah, for the Gilmore thing which is really really good uh and they did the sidekick as well the sort of like it's a standard you know whatever you call that Hammond enclosure thing like standard pedal size basically but it's got reverb and delay and modulation in there yeah which is awesome like just you want you want a thing that can do some stuff on a pedal board and you don't want to like shell out for a dedicated reverb or delay It does it, and it does it really, really well. The TC2290 pedal. Oh, um, we want to try that. I'm really – I was a bit skeptical. I thought it was just like, yeah, I kept calling it 2290 cosplay. Like it's just going to be the flashback with buttons. But uh, comparing it to the rack, man, they they nailed it. It's really, really good, and it's really inspiring to actually press the buttons. Once you know how to use it, it's pretty sick. And having subdivisions via tap tempo, imminently more usable.
0: I didn't watch your video on it when it first came out, but because one came up for sale the other day, yeah, I was like, oh, I might just quickly check it out. And obviously, your video is the first one that comes up, or one of the first ones, and it sounded so good, like so good in stereo as well.
1: Yeah, um, the chorus and flanger sounds out of it are great too. Like, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good utility pedal. Boss also did the uh, their SDE reissue, and they did the yep. EVH version, which was really cool too. I like with the Boss. You know, because the Eddie thing was using two SDEs for a left and right delay. The Boss, rather than just like put it out as yeah, we just reissued it with buttons. It's a proper dual delay, and you can route them in parallel or in series. And there's ping pong modes, and you can like they went, they took the original template and they got sort of the workflow the same, but then they added loads of new features. So it's not it's not redundant if you have the racks. Like I think it works really really well. And the twenty two ninety doesn't quite do that, but You know, they added tap-tempo subdivisions, stereo inputs. Uh, It's There's a bunch of nice improvements on there as well. So I think both of those deserve a shout. Boss did the DM101, like Mm -hmm. all-analog programmable delay with multi-modes, pretty great. Uh, uh, The IR2 as well, the little, like, it's a Boss pedal size amp simulator, licensed to print money. And it sounds, you know, it's not like, it's not going to make you want to sell your, axe effects or your helix or anything but like those sounds are solid and it's got a two modes and the um stereo effects loop and it's Mm -hmm. well priced as well so yeah but like that boss done good
0: yeah the opus as well um yeah same category between that so the boss the uh the two notes opus the friedman irx like they're all different obviously but there's Man, like you can do any like all of the um, UAD ones as well, like yep. amp in a box type things, or yep. even amp in a box. I or-
1: still really want to try the Lion, the Marshall one. Yeah, that yeah. seems right up my alley. Like the Vox one's really good as well. So yeah, and you know, especially the UA stuff, there's stereo in and out. So if you're someone who runs two amps, or you've got a stereo board and you like your effects before the amp, <clears> you can run it that way. It's sort of non-intrusive. Um, you mentioned some Strymon and stuff. They, I didn't realize the Cloudburst came out at the start of this year. Oh. Uh, so I think that one has to go in there because it sounds beautiful and it does something that none of their other reverb pedals do. But also, it's really small and it's stereo in and out with TRS MIDI. And they did they re they have the Brig as well, which I've got, and the Ultraviolet, which is the Univibe one. Like that form factor is great in my opinion and the you know the prices are slightly lower and yeah they cram a lot of functionality into a really really small space and i'm looking forward to what else they do with that form factor it's kind of cool
0: yep yeah that's that's cool man um the, the the brig one like that's on your board at the moment hey you're a little yes delay
1: board. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i'll um I'll next time i come around i'll or next time i see i'll bring it around and try it out because it's it's like it sounds like a great analog delay, but it's stereo and it's, you know, not noisy. Yep. No, so yeah, fun. they're they're killing it uh, as always. Uh, also, I would be I must mention Past Effects for always doing great stuff. Uh, but the their Ada Flanger reissue really, called the Ada, um, it just made me so happy. Like I've always wanted an Ada Flanger, and now they make it in like a tiny format, and it, yep. it's you know they they do a pedal called the elastic mattress which is still my f- it's my favorite flanger easily it might be my favorite modulation pedal ever which is a big call uh but yeah the 88 it's got a different thing going on um and they also did a pedal called the new division which is uh the electro harmonics clone theory so okay. if if you're into Joy Division and you order, it's the one Peter Hook used. Um, right. So lots of people, it's like, it's very, it's kind of crusty. It, you know, they're basically doing electro harmonics better than electro harmonics do because EHX do cool stuff, but also, you know, they build to a price point. So corners are cut. And the Pass Effect stuff, you know, if you're in America, the American dollar is pretty good against the Australian dollar at the moment. And the Pass Effect stuff is priced well in Australian dollars, and once you convert it, it's a steal. Um, yeah, and Verley has loaned me lots of gear over the last year or two as well, which has made it on the channel. So, yeah, they've just got this like incredible vintage gear collection. So, yeah, the ADA, and I'm very much looking forward to what they come out with next. Sick yep. stuff. It's like think- them, Crazy Tube Circuits. Um, there's a few other builders in Greece, actually, VS Audio and Jam Pedals. and uh, I got a Microcosm as well, the Hologram, which is a thing, Mm -hmm. very much a thing.
0: We spoke about that a few weeks ago, hey.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they've got the Chroma console, which is a new thing, which I want to try as well. So, yeah, there's there's some good stuff coming out, man. Um, Mm. Some good people making good gear. Uh, What we should talk about, while we have a few minutes, is uh, I'll just mention as well, like Fractal came out with the FM3 Turbo, so it's more powerful and it has the big uh, scribble strips on it, which I've done some gigs with, which has been awesome. I have pitch detune on everything and not worry about it. Um, (laughs) Line 6 did the 3.7 update as well, which is... Have you upgraded your stomp yet?
0: don't think I did that yet.
1: Yeah, because it's a really good JCM eight hundred and a really good basement, and then a few original models in there, which yeah, it's it's that worth one just doing came out
0: in the last month or two. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't done that one yet.
1: There's a Nobles odr one in there, which sounds sick. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, the Quad Cortex got a software editor, which I'd still need to do a video with that. Um, and Fractal, like, been going mental with the reverb and amp updates, and yep. like the Axe FX three is just. Strength to strength, and they did Dyna Cabs this year as well, which a lot of people yeah. have been asking about. So, I saw they've been talking
0: about like uh, some Dyna Cab, like a pack of Dyna Cabs that just came out today
1: for right? Cab Lab, Yeah, correct. Um, right. the AC30 ones, it's a really good AC30 cab. I mean, they're the right. um, it's like an old JMI like 63 Vox cab or something. So, okay. yeah, I need to do a demo with that stuff. Um, and Cab Labs a free plug in now as well, which is kind of cool. Um for studio stuff and plugins in particular, what what tickled your fancy, mate? Because there was one that's a real standout, which is probably like the second... It's number two on my list of the best gear. And it's it's kind of new, but it's also kind of not. But I'll let you go oh, first. Wait,
0: say what it is because I'm not sure which, one, sure which one you're talking about.
1: Oh, it's Ozone 11. Um, Ozone oh, 11.
0: Yeah, that's that's not a me one. That's a you one because I didn't get it. On yeah, this year, but that's a me one. So, so yeah,
1: yeah, it's just sick. You know, I obviously... Like to include kind of little demo songs in my videos, so uh, yeah, you just use the AI mastering thing, and it's like at least as good as what I can do, probably better, and takes 45 seconds. You know, if you have a reference, it's it's kind of magic, and then also like I use the isotope stuff, um, for my vocal mic, so it's on every single video. Um, yeah, they're, they're like in that. They're just a utility for me. Um, their stuff's so handy. Their noise reduction stuff and some of the yeah. analysis stuff. It's it's amazing. Okay. So yeah, just burping. I'm just
0: hell gassy over here. Sorry everybody. That's all right. Just straight into the microphone. Straight into your ears. Um, Isotope is sorry. Oh uh, well, yeah, Isotope is so awesome. It's a shame it's as expensive as it is. It like kind of yeah. deserves to be because it's right, yeah. it's really powerful. But like for example, I did a session on Sunday, which is kind of a demo thing, and typically. I don't put a vocalist in the same room as a band. Like if everyone's just tracking something live, because the amount of spill in a vocal mic in that situation is very difficult to to manage, like particularly for um, like cymbals and drum spill and stuff. However, if you happen to have RX stand, I think even it's like the, whatever the the first like proper tier is, there's a thing in there called music rebalance, which is not new, but you can just like, I use that on this demo and it, I didn't completely remove the drum spill, but I removed it by about probably ten dB, and it's like absolute magic. It's like yeah, it's it's like it's not there. Like you could get rid of it completely, but I just need to bring it down. Which it doesn't seem that, like that big of a deal, but like you remember, like okay, this is not the only time I've done this, but like Leon in 2011, you guys did that um, live thing at the Rosemount. Yep, yep. So um, live recordings, singer standing in front of a drum kit. You get so much cymbal spill in the vocal mic because the proximity of the um, the vocal to the drum uh, the vocal mic to the drum kit is not that far and pointed directly at it. So I remember uh, again, not the only time I've had to do this, but on that one, um, between every word, I had to automate the drum kit down. Yeah. So it's just like <laughs> manually just going through and pulling it down, pulling it down by enough to where it wasn't an issue anymore. You yeah. can't use gates. Because yeah. the spill is too inconsistent, um you can't do stuff with side chaining and dynamic EQ because it just doesn't really solve the problem, however, this is just a like throw the thing on hit process, and then you're you're laughing yeah exactly so, anyway, I, that's to pump up for isotope man like that's not news, but they any noise reduction stuff that they do is amazing. Um, I know if you're a pro Tools user, um, they are incorporating the rX. Uh, some of the RX tools into the ARA thing. Yeah, so yeah. That's whenever that updated Pro Tools comes out, which is probably due to be in the next week <clears> or something. Um, that's going to be really, really useful because like I use—they've um, got this uh, tool called Spectral Repair. Have you? Have you got that? Yep. Have you, have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. So for, that's the, so for good. those of you that—yeah, for those of you unaware, like if you have a a sound in an audio recording that you don't want, like if it's a click or a pop, it's like you can manually go through and find every single one of those sounds, highlight it, and then hit process, and it just removes that. But it leaves everything else around it sounding identical. So it's it's like actual magic. Um, the first time I really <laughs> had to use that was uh, like thirteen years ago when I had uh, like stupidly had the click in someone's headphones too loud, like the metronome sound. And it was yeah. So I had to I had to go through on a um on a vocal mic and a guitar mic and manually remove the like. Ugh on every, um, like all those mics for about four songs, five songs, um, which took hours. But once I did that, you couldn't tell the click was there. So it works. Um, but anyway, that will come in, um, like partially come into Pro Tools as standard, which is going to be amazing. So um,
1: Very nice. Um, to come out speaking of other things that aren't new, you're all about the Melodyne, are you?
0: Oh man, I'm Mr. Melodyne now. It's, it's crazy. I sort of resisted for a long time because I've been a stalwart of auto-tune. But um, again, ha- having... What What's different is Melodyne is incorporated into Pro Tools now so yeah. much more efficiently than Autotune is. Um, it makes it almost stupid not to try it. Um, there's still uh, situations where Autotune is really useful and really necessary, but the graphic mode of Autotune that I've used for lead vocals and stuff for oh, oh, g'day, g'day. for years and years um i've i've eliminated that and i just use melodyne now so I, and i use the free version of melodyne that comes with pro tools which is <laughs> yeah. i think they're essentials or the elements yep. or whatever they call it. i think it's, it's totally cool. fine that's great it's awesome like i used that for 12 months before i ponied up and um and like only like a month ago i i did the paid version of it yep um and the paid version is definitely better unfortunately but it's a few hundred bucks and you know i it's not I'm always hesitant just to tell people like to go drop money on software and gear and stuff like when they don't need it because I need it because I use it all the time. But if it's it's like a one-off job, then, you know, some of this stuff ends up being kind of unnecessary. But that was was worth a few hundred dollars to to upgrade.
1: One of my students who's got an FM3 is like, I just want to record some demos that I've got. What should I do? You know, I'm I'm not shy to spend a bit of money. And I was like, get Superior Drummer. Mm Mm-hmm. Get Ozone, done. Don't think, don't worry about anything. Just find a stock kit that you like. Just use the auto mastering thing in Ozone. Uh, You can learn all this stuff later as you go. If you just want to like track riffs and have them sound sick and send them to your mates and you don't mind spending a bit of money, just do this, you know? And yeah, the stuff he's been sending is like, oh, I wrote wrote a tune. Sounds incredible. You know, it's just like, man, compare this to the... Demos I was making on my boss BR1600 CD when we first met, and it's yep. a different universe. So, Across the yeah, uh, yeah, I think I can still remember how to play that and those arpeggios in there. Um, or Sorry. remember, remember the arpeggios in Never Before?
0: Oh, never before. I forgot all about that song on your live stream the other night. Uh, what was that, Sunday night or Saturday night? I can't remember. Yep. Uh, Sunday night because I just crashed and I started talking about myself as always. Um, But I made reference, I was like, oh, Leon, play the song The Feeling, which you did play that, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yep. But I remember there was like, what, nine songs or something, or eight songs on the original album. Eight songs, I think, yeah. Eight songs, four of them got re-recorded, or vocals got re-recorded for the first EP in like 2011. And then I remember there was like four other songs, but I couldn't, never before, I could not remember that one. It was that, there was Slip Slip, Pizza Box, and then something else.
1: And Slip Slip is on the live at the Rosemount recording, which is now on yeah, Spotify. Man. So there you go. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, I don't. And uh, Heat of the Night became Love of the Night. Heat
0: of the Night. Oh, man.
1: There you go. What a time. What, what a time, time to be alive, alive Troy. Uh,
0: yeah, man. Like, what else? Um, you know? I've been rocking uh, the new Fab Filter reverb. Yep. That's same here. Cool. That's That's great. I don't know if it's going to replace everything that I already do. The. I'm just like such a sucker for a good demo video and bloody damn Warrel man. man. Like he released that, that demo and it sounded so good. And I just had... When I, okay, when I listened for reverb, um, and something I try and explain as well, it's like as you turn the reverb up um, on a channel... Like imagine like you're not just hearing it sound glorious and big and stuff, but you're just imagining like where it's being placed in yeah. a certain space. Yep. Like as you turn it up, does it feel like the sound is actually like getting further away from you when you turn it down? Does it feel like it's getting close to you? Yes. Imagine that. Like just you have to kind of put your, yourself in the frame of mind to do that. It may not be intuitive. It certainly wasn't for me. But if I just go like, okay, as I as it turns up, oh, this person or this guitar, it's- all of a sudden has been pushed back. So. That was a thing within the um, Pro, the Fab Filter. What is it? Pro R, Pro R2. Because it's got like a distance control, which mm. is really cool. And so you can do it with that and then the brightness. And like, there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff in that. But it's, it's kind of like all the Fab Filter stuff where the surface level is great and the presets are cool. But there's a lot under the hood that I haven't explored yet. And it's probably going to yeah. take me a little while to do that. I, I didn't really get that into Timeless. Like I use that and I still use that a bit. Man, right. I use
1: Timeless all the time, so to speak. It's like if I track something, I'm like, oh, I just want a bit of delay. I generally use that before I use Echo Boy. And you know, right. if I can't get what I want, then I just use Echo Boy. They're like literally the only two delay plugins I own. Um, right. I will yeah. say, my,
0: uh, just quickly, my favorite reverb uh, pretty much all year has been the um, Sunset Sound one, the IKMOS. Yeah, right. Like, it's, it's amazing. Like, I, I, I used it. Well, not, not just I used it again yesterday. I've used it on everything. Um, in terms of that thing of like you know as you push the reverb up does it feel like it's in space I do that with the um, the studio th- one to three like live room things right and it just feels like you're there um, or like that's it, so it's, good it's put the guitar somewhere so it's, it's been really great for that it doesn't sound like well sorry that setting isn't a big lush reverb like sexy reverb yeah, yeah. It just is like real and I think it does that really well so that's that reverb has been the the uh, FabFilter reverb. I've used a lot this year, but uh, yeah, and also I guess um, oh, there's it's hard. There's some stuff that I think like over the last maybe twelve, eighteen, excuse me, eighteen months. I've bought a few plugins that have been really cool, but I reckon recently just upgrading the Melodyne and um, and getting on that FabFilter reverb has been the main. Yeah. For
1: me. they're the closest things to life changing. Oh,
0: sorry, one more actually. I did forget. I bought that Kazrog True Iron uh, oh, yeah. Transformer emulation thing. That's very, very, very cool. Um,
1: Kazrog sure does really good stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's, I guess it's like there's a, a, a thing when I mix stuff, and I, I don't know if it's that successful when I do it, but it's always trying to get stuff to sound like a bit more real. It's not a much other way of saying it. It's not clear and it's not like big. It's just like does it feel like it's a bit more tangible? Yeah. You can't really describe that without hearing the sound. Um and like a just a pure sound comes into Pro Tools and then goes out to your speakers. Things can feel a bit flat and not dynamic. Uh, and I don't know why that is, and I don't know what it is that some of these saturation plugins do to make it sound more like three dimensional or whatever, but the Kra one sort of does that. It just gives it a bit more uh like realness to me and, and it's more good thickness and fullness too, um, which is kind of what Transformers sort of what they do sonically yeah. so that plug has been really good it's not too expensive
1: either that's it all right mate well with that we should wrap it um that's our best gear of 2023 you can all let us know in the comment section below what your favorite piece of gear was what did you buy what are you looking forward to in 2024 and of course thank you for supporting the gear podcast make sure you like and subscribe and troy's milk bath water will be available on only fans coming right up
0: Yeah, bottled milk water, yum. Yum, (laughs) yum. All right, peace out, everybody. We'll see you next week, hey?
1: (laughs) See you guys. Take it easy.